God is good. Amen. You know, it, I, when I was up here trying to isolate that sound to figure out where the sound was, the problem was every time they'd start worshiping, the sound problems would disappear. You know, so <laughs> that's pretty funny. Let's invite the Lord in. Amen. And uh, Father, we just uh, praise you, um, Lord, that we ourselves are fearfully and wonderfully made. Lord, that you uh, had awe when you created us. We love that. And Lord, we're thankful that we get to serve an amazing, holy, righteous king. Lord, who isn't just a, a mighty, almighty Lord of lords, king of kings, God of gods. But Lord, you're the God who's also intimate. Um, the, the word who became flesh and dwelt among us. Lord, that you want to know us. Lord, that you provided a way despite our sin, despite our rebellion. Lord, the ones we perceive and the ones we don't. Lord, that your love was bigger and stronger and able to conquer, Lord, in every possible way. And now you have that promise for us that we are more than conquerors in Christ. Lord, that we are called to fruitfulness and abundance. Lord, not just in things like name it, claim it, or blab it, grab it. But Lord, in the providence of knowing you, you lead us in places where there are green fields, uh, where there is blessing. And Lord, an ultimate blessing to be with you in life and in death. We praise you, Lord. Can you just speak praise to God? Maybe you don't know who he is, but he's out there. Just say, thank you, God. Thanks for making me. Lord, thank you that you're redeeming all things. Everything is being, Lord, formed to your purposes. We're thankful for that. Bring your grace upon us. Give us insight and wisdom, Lord, that these scriptures would be more than just words, Lord, that we uh, understand and concepts. Lord, let them become reality in the way that we understand them. So bless us and bless the churches around us, Lord. Let them be drawn near to you. In Jesus' name, do I hear an amen? Amen. Amen. Yeah, my my wife got up this morning and uh, had just... She kind of, my wife is an overachiever. When she gets sick, she gets sick. And uh, she was very sick. Some of you, uh, so uh, I thank for, for our worship team at Scattered Together, my daughter who came up today. And um, um, in her stead, uh, sang and um, did a lot of things, and uh, Christian and others who, um, aren't you glad that we have talented musicians who also love God? You know, that are available for the things of the kingdom. There's a lot of things you can do, uh, you know, commit your music to. And uh, I love the fact that we can sing unto God. I, I don't mind songs that are about life. You know, I listen to the radio and I, I hear songs about life and love. And I love, how many love all kinds of music? You know, but ultimately all the music, as, you know, Handel said, um, all music is uh, for the glory of God. Good, good quote, huh? Um, today, um, I, we are going to do the 10 scriptures that will change your life. And how many love the word of God? You know, I, I, you know, I, I'll get, I was sharing this morning, you know, I, I'll put on the headphones and just listen to scripture. I'll put on the gospel of John and just, you know, while I'm driving or getting to wherever I need to go in the morning, by the time I'm there, I'll, I'll have gone through probably most of the gospel of John and I'll get to the gym. And if it's really crowded, so I know I'm not going to talk to somebody, I'll just put on the scripture and, you know, people will be listening to P Diddy and whatever they're listening to. You know, I, I don't care. You can enjoy music. Some people get motivated by it and all that stuff. But I love having the word of God. You know, half hour later, after I'm done with the work workout, my heart and soul has changed too. You know, there's something about it. Um, God is good. And I welcome to the, the Biola students. It's nice having them there. I shared with them this morning, but I have a good friend who's from uh, Biola who graduated the film um, from their film uh, department, and he's spoken there many times. He's one of my best friends. He'll be here next week. Uh, he might come and uh, share a little bit. Uh, he got to share Christ with um, Liam Nielsen, who he who he hired for uh, the lion part in Chronicles of Narnia. My friend is the one who pulled it off the shelf. You know, it's funny because him and him and I are dreamers together. We have been for many years, dreaming of things that we want to do. And um, he's the head of voices at Disney. Um, and God's given him so many opportunities to share the gospel. 
Um, it's, it's amazing. I could tell you stories, but I don't want to give uh, names away. But God, God is working. How many of God is working all around the world? You may not see it, but he is. These 10 scriptures that will change your life are pivotal scriptures. We believe the whole counsel of God is good. You can't just take one scripture and say, this summarizes everything, um, because it doesn't. Uh, but but you, can, you can look at the, some of the ones that we've uh, picked out that, that are key transitional ones, and they're key to life change. And um, you will rarely uh, see me uh, talk about, come on, you need to get better and you need to do this. Most of the time, almost 99.9% of my preaching is leading you closer to Jesus Christ, the Savior. How many say amen? Amen. amen. And it's because I know that in your flesh and in my flesh and my own desire, my own abilities, the Bible says uh, has limits. You know, apart from him, we can do what? Nothing. And it's very, very real, that, that idea. But yet at the same time, the spirit gives self-control. It gives self-power. It gives self-awareness. And God wants us to be changed. So let's look at where we've been. I want to kind of do maybe a, a repeat here. Put on the next slide, if you would. Um, you know, the, can everyone just say the word trust? We, we started with that. That's the anchor. That's the foundation. And if you want, you look at 2014. How many don't want it to be like 2013? Or how many want it to be a little bit better, want to grow? Okay, that's it. You know, wherever you were last year, be someone different this year. Same character, same person, person, but, you know, let your character grow. Let your integrity grow. Let your creativity grow. You know, let your philanthropy grow. Let who, whatever God has put in you, let it grow. Trust means you're going to put your trust somewhere because you're built to trust. You were designed to trust. So you're either going to trust in man or you're going to trust in yourself or you're going to trust in your nation, or you're going to trust in the stock market, or you're going to trust in, you know, the economy, or you're going to trust in God. How many say we trust in God anyway? Okay. We trust in the Lord. And it says here real simply with all your heart, how much of it? All, all your heart. It's God saying, I will never let you down. You know, he says, draw near to me and I'll draw near to you. It's not a, oh, I'm not going to come near to you unless you come to me. God is always moving toward us. But God saying, move toward me and trust me, whatever measure you move toward me, I'll move in the same dimension. And how many know that God can do even more than you can do? And God is drawing us near. Trust with all your heart. Lean not on your own understanding. The second one, can you say attitude? Attitude. Can you say Facebook? Some of you need a better attitude on Facebook. Okay? That's the way it works. Right? We need to have the right attitude. God wants us to have the right attitude. And I'm not talking about just being happy all the time, but just understanding. Can you say, I can do all things? One more time, all things. Now, it's not because I'm determined, because I'm, you know, a really diligent person, because I learned from my parents, because I have a good Irish work ethic, whatever it is. No, I can do all things, can everyone say, through Christ, through Christ, through him, through the Lord who strengthens me, that I can do. I'm struggling with sin. Hey, welcome to the club. But I can defeat and overcome the power of sin through Christ. Right? And so if you're in a struggle, let's find that sanctification. You know, I, I don't think straight. Yes, I can think straight through the power of God. It's trust and it's attitude. And the third one was, can you say courage? Courage. And this is such a critical one. How many got something out of this last week? I, I hope you did. I, I hope God gave you opportunities to step out. You know, this is where, you know, God goes to Joshua First Moses does, then God does, uh, you know, tells them, be strong and courageous. It says, listen to this definition, the bravery of facing and dealing with something recognized as dangerous, difficult, or painful, instead of withdrawing from it. It's not just facing it. It's not just putting your chest out. It's not, you know, watching a movie about courage and going, wow, that was courageous. That's okay. But now you need to be courageous. You need to step out. We are made to be courageous. Do you know that? It's our destiny. It's what we're called to do. It's why your life is so boring when you're not living with courage. Because you're going, oh, man, there's nothing going on. Oh, here comes more trials. Learn courage. Then you'll step out on more things. And guess what? You fail forward. You do stumble. 
but then you get up, you know, and then you try again and you keep going until you find that productivity that the Lord has for us. Say it with me. Trust. And can you say attitude? And can you say courage? Now I gave the example last week before I go into my fourth one here today is God brought Joshua and put him in front of all the people. It says in the presence of all Israel. I mean, imagine the thousands of families and clans that were there of the Israelite tribes and, and, you know, a tribal community. And God brings Joshua to the front and then speaks to him. And he says, Joshua, you're going to lead these people in this land. And Joshua's like looking at him. He goes, be strong and courageous. You can do this. And he had Moses speaking to him. We need people to speak life to us. We do get together with someone who knows the Lord and say, speak life to me. What do you see? What do you see? What do you want? What does God have for me? I love when God comes to Peter and he doesn't go, Peter, you're going to deny me three times and you're going to be a loser. And then you're going to curse yourself. And man, must be a bummer to be you. (laughs) Wouldn't that be, wouldn't that be terrible if God had that kind of attitude? And by the way, Peter, I'm going to blog about you on my Facebook sphere. You know what I mean? No. God looks at him and he goes, you know what? You are Peter. On this rock, I'm going to build this. Peter, you are going. He talks to him about who he's going to be. It's, it's where life is. We got trust. We got attitude, courage. And he says to him, Joshua, wherever you set your foot, wherever you walk, wherever you diligently invest in, you go into a land and you go with diligence knowing that I'm leading you. Not a name it, claim it, whatever we want. God, I want a new red car. I name it and claim it in Jesus' name. No. Within relationship with God, not with, you know, some kind of, you know, give me attitude. The Lord leads us and he says, now I want you to go in there and claim what I've given you. And we walk in there with boldness. There is a righteousness. There is a fruitfulness. There is a multiplication that God has for us. And he wants to reverberate it in our own soul. And he wants to reverberate it to the world. Amen. And you're going to see as we get to the scripture this time. So let's get to it. It's going to be Genesis 128, although I'm going to start with 26 to build a little preface. How many are excited about the word of God? Come on, you ready to go? Okay. Just say it with me. Multiply. This is such a killer concept in scripture. You know, with sin, it says, you know, desire gives birth to sin and sin works its way to death. It's kind of like this slow corruptibleness. You know, and we've all sinned and then felt guilt and then it started corrupting down and pretty soon you see death in your life in some way. But righteousness, you know, stepping out in faith and courage also has a reverberation. It's like an avalanche that kind of just boom and all of a sudden gets power. I mean, a little rock can get a whole avalanche started. But it's not like this little rock has such power that, you know, it can move all this rock. No, the potential in the avalanche is already there. It's this huge force that's willing and ready to be unleashed. And we're taking steps, you know, like you're moving the rock and boom, it starts to move and it has this impact. You know, as much as, you know, the Hitlers and those that brought destruction with their power and tried to multiply through force and all those things, we as Christians, we as kingdom followers, we have the ability to reverberate life into our world. Life. I came that you may have life. Jesus says, I didn't come to condemn the world, to save the world. Amen? Listen, let's not be sad sack Christians. Amen? I understand. You're going through trials. There's death. Happens, it's going on all the time. And those who die get to be with the Lord. Amen? Amen? Amen. I mean, where, oh, death is your sting. As painful as it is, there is still life. And God's taken away that pain. Look at this. Increase or cause to increase greatly in number. Quantity by reproduction, propagating, accumulating, proliferate. Don't you love that word? Proliferate. What's your mission statement? proliferate. It just sounds cool, doesn't it? You know, become more numerous, snowball, avalanche. Here's another word, exponential. Exponential. It's it's like a mathematical integer that just, it makes things more, um, you know, if you put one, you know, times X, X could be one and then you go one times one equals one. You know, but you start to multiply it like the person that Jesus gives in the parable with the talents 
you know, one buried it, you know, one took the one, one and barely invested and got just a little bit of return. But the one with the five got it. And God says, the guy with the five who made five more, give him some more. Don't you think the Lord is like that? We start to trust him in things. You know, you're trying to have family struggles. You know, I don't know what to do. Well, why don't you have some courage and invest in your family? And watch what God will do. He'll take the little steps that you take. Like, you know, I'm going to do the dishes tonight. Or I'm going to say something nice. Or, you know, you're a dad. Don't don't start off and go, we're going to do devotions from now on. Just go, hey, guys, can I read a scripture to us? Start small. Watch how God will make that exponential. He'll take a little thing and reverberate it. It's amazing. It's so fun to watch God work, isn't it? God is so good. And you'll see him show up in areas that you, you never expect. The, the antonym here of, of multiply, can everyone say decrease? Man, we're not called to decrease. We're called to increase. Let's not follow the evolutionary model, which just mutates and comes up with less than. You know, a bunch of software code, you pull some out randomly and change it around. It's going to decrease in functionality. Let's put God's intelligence into it instead and watch God increase our productivity. This is what we're talking about. All right, let's start with the scripture a little bit to begin with. I'm going to give you the precursor before the scripture, Genesis 128. Multiply. Say it one more time. Multiply. Then God said, let us. That's, again, a plural, but he's talking about a himself singular, that he is, there's plurality within the singularity of God. If you follow the Hebrew grammar, you'll see that this is true. Let us make mankind in our image, in our image, in our likeness. Okay, now think about that. God, that, that word from the Septuagint, the Greek Old Testament, translated to the, to, um, translated to the Greek Septuagint, in the New Testament then becomes the word icon. It's like the, the thing, the folder that sits on your desktop. That you can change the preferences so that you can see inside of it what's going on inside that folder. You see a bunch of pictures and you click it open. You go, oh, that's what's in it. God says, like my icon and my figure and form, the way that I am, not just you know arms and legs, but in the way that I am. Let me develop his soul and who he is. Like us, let him understand so he can understand. This is the first creature that God makes in his image and his likeness, his means, his nature, his character. Now, not God. We're not made gods in that sense. God, we're made in the image of him, a likeness of him. God is unique. There is no other. There is no one form before him or after him. Amen? There's no God before me. God says, I know not one in Isaiah 43 and through 52. But yet he makes us with that same uniqueness, with that same blend. We have it. And why? Why does he do it? Let's go back. And this is why this scripture is so important. Let us make mankind in our image, in our likeness. Can everyone say, so that? So that. And then here he goes off and he's going to give this list. I'm not going to go through it because it's not important what the perfect list is. Because he says it over and over. He says, so that they may rule over right? It's that dominion. God wants us to have a rulership, a subduing of, of the nature and the creation that he's made. He doesn't want us to sit in the sideline and watch what's happening. We're not created to be spectators. We're created to be participants. How many say amen to this? So this is, he made this so that we can rule. This is actualized in the new Testament with Jesus. Where he says, you know, I come that you have abundant life. And he says, just as I was sent, I am sending you. I've come that you bear much fruit. That you become fruitful. And that you increase and spread is the word used in the New Testament. This is what God wants us to do. Next one, verse 27. We're getting to it now. The one I want to focus on. So God created mankind in his own image. Now, He's saying the same thing three times here with different accents. God created mankind, humanity, the anthropos, the people, in his own image. In the image of God, he created them, plural. So he created mankind, this anthropos. And then he says, in the image of God, he created them. Can everyone say them? This is plural here. And not in plural in diversity, the word is and isha in, in the Hebrew, male and female. God created mankind. What kind of mankind? Male and female. 
So he created, women, can I just tell you, God's made you to rule and be dominant as well. Amen. Don't, don't get around this. God made us, this command that's given to them is a command for the male and the female. He created them. It doesn't mean that we can't have order. I worked at, you know, I worked at a, a, one of the largest media companies. And guess what? Sometimes someone takes a project lead and you got to kind of follow their lead. Everybody participates. And God uses different circumstances. But I didn't marry Jody so that she can just follow me around. She's got her own power of God in her. And she's given her leadership giftings. And I don't have to minimize it. So many men minimize their wife's leadership power because they don't want to grow. Honey, you got to stay a four out of ten. Why? Because I'm a four and point two. Why don't you tell them to be an eight and you become a nine? Okay, if that makes you feel any better. And if they're a nine and you're an eight, why don't you just rejoice that God made someone cool that's next to you. That's giving you input so that you can grow. There's many times I'll look at my wife and... She's just smarter than me sometimes. You know what I mean? She's thinking to herself, buddy, I'm smarter than you all the time. <laughs> but it's okay. It's because, you know, we're compliments. We're difference. You know, she's a suitor helpful, helpful to me. And I'm someone who follows her around and loves her and is able to be there for her. We are a compliment. Amen. This marriage should be fun, Right. God, God made it to be a blessing and fruitful and multiply. It does mean that. <laughs> Hallelujah. <laughs> right? It's okay. Now you can read the word of God. You think when they heard that from God, they were going, oh, that's a bummer. Adam was going, really? God's going, really? All right. Hallelujah. Right? God's good, right? And, and, you know, that's why, you know, and it's awesome when God says yes to sex, doesn't it? Right? The culture is all about, oh, we're worried about everything. God's against everything. No. He says sex. Yes. You can't talk like that in church. Yes, I can. I just did. It's, it's all biblical. Amen. It's, there's nothing, we don't have to hide behind this the kind of stuff. I don't need to be explicit because it's not, it's, the Bible's not explicit about it. Well, some places it is, but I won't expose you to it now. <laughs> Can everyone say multiply? Is this a good thing? Yes. Amen. It is. It's an awesome thing. God, listen, God gets them and there it is. And God, what did he do? Next one, he blessed them. God's blessing. I mean, God doesn't just talk about stuff. God does. God's a God of action. You notice that? We're made in the image of God. We're being formed to the image of Christ. Can you imagine if we had a God who just sat around and watched rather than a God who decided, I'm going to make creation. Let's do it. Boom, we got creation. Hey, let there be light. Hey, and there was light. That's how God is. Amen. You know, I'm going to start that business. I was talking to someone who is real creative and talented there. She was telling me how she's starting her business. And it's like God was talking to her about stepping out. You know, stepping out. Sometimes you just got to go for it. Amen. And if you fail, then you learn from it and you step up and you try it again. Amen. God blessed them and God said to them, be fruitful. I want you a fruitfulness. We know that this is more than just reproduction because of the way that the New Testament articulates its expression. That there's a fruitfulness to what they do. There's a kingdom relationship to it. It has blessing to it. They, they immediately were fishermen who stood before kings, who stood before the magistrate, who became influencers, who changed the world, who went from country to country and saw whole nations and kingdoms and political systems upset by what they did because they were world changers. Amen? Be fruitful and multiply. Fill the earth. This means you've got to fill it. It's not talking about being in the world. It's saying be in the, not of the world. Be in the world, but not of it. Don't be a participant in the way that the world processes things, but be in the world and be an influence. Be the light, the city on a hill. Amen? There, and, and I'm not talking about just being loud. I'm talking about... There's so many times where I'll sit with somebody or I'll be, I'll be at a restaurant or a coffee shop or in some store and I'll be thinking to myself, I know God. You know, if you got questions about God, 
I can answer them. There's so many amazing things about God. And, and, and once people know that you know something about God, they start asking you questions all the time. Hey, can I ask you something? What? what? It's like people want to be close to people who know God. And, and, and you know, I, I'm not trying to get to know God so I can be an important person. I'm, I'll get to know God because God's amazing and cool. Fill the earth, subdue it, overcome it, be the victor in it. And it says, and have dominion over, rule over, have dominion. It's not about control. It's not about an autocratic, capricious sovereignty. It's talking about a a monergism power from God that's solely his, but it's synergized in the actualization of my life. It becomes existential. It becomes real. You know, think about it. This is the first command to the first creature made in God's image. You don't think that's profound? You don't think that's pivotal? Trust, attitude, courage, multiply. These are cornerstones. Do you know how many times this command is repeated over and over again? Every time a new patriarch comes in, he says, be fruitful, increase. Multiply, have dominion over. Go into the land and take it. Joshua, take it. You know what I mean? Hezekiah, go in and take it. Josiah, possess it. Bring the life of the law back into the land. This is awesome stuff. Let's go to the next one. Let's talk about fruitfulness a little bit. The first one here. Be fruitful. This is the word para. Bear fruit. Grow. Bring forth fruit. Be. Cause to be or make fruitfulness. You know, this is the will of the, of the Father that you guys bear much fruit so that you'll show people that you're my disciples. Go in there and be fruitful wherever you go. You know, it's like whether you're at the gym, whether you're at the post office, be a fruitful person, not a religious person who's trying to look fruitful. Just be connected to God and be fruitful. Be fruitful in your business. Don't be the one that brings down and tears down and hems down. Be the one who builds up. How many say amen? And then the next one, and multiply. Uh, Here's some, put on the next one if you would. And and look at this, increase thoroughly. This is the word rabah. Increase thoroughly, exponential, um, uh, make more, in abundance, excel exceedingly. You know, in the the actual dictionary there, it it parentheses the li. Uh, It's exceeding, excel, exceed, exceedingly. Make great, greater, whatever it is, make it better. And, and I'm not talking about a perfectionism. You know, perfectionism is in religion, which God is not interested in. Not, not true religion, of course, is taking care of widows and orphans in distress, according to the God. But I'm talking about when you make great, you're not trying to earn your way to God. God has already redeemed you through the cross. Do I hear an Amen. And because of that, he dwells in you, the great one. And let him begin to transform you so that your fruitfulness, remember, a little bit, just a faithful with little. And you say, I only have a little. That's okay. Be faithful with the little and he'll be faithful with more. But you haven't seen my debt. That's okay. Get rid of a little bit of debt. And you'll watch God multiply. Start to put your money in the envelope. Right? The Dave Ramsey way. Put it in so you don't just start spending money. I got money. Here's the card, man. Mr. Moneybags. No. Faithful with little and watch God increase it. Yeah, but it's so big. Watch God multiply it. God says, give and it shall be given. Press down, shaken over, much more. Serve and I'll honor you. I'll honor you. I'll promote you. Take the lowest seat. I'll move you to the higher seat. You know, you take the higher seat, I'll move you down to the lower seat. Right? God wants you to have that right, trust in him, the right attitude, the courage to step out and multiply. This is our destiny, folks. I know it sounds, you know, but I have trials. I understand. Let God demonstrate within you that even in the most horrific and hard times, you still find life and courage. Because it will happen. There are hard, tough times. You know, become numerous. If you have talents, increase them. Invest a little bit in them and watch them multiply. You think Pete, I've known Pete for a long time. He's one of my oldest friends. Can I tell you, each year he's gotten better because he invests in his guitar. 
Just a talent. You know, you start practicing scales. You know, I, I, I have friends, you just start to learn the word of God. I've invested a lot of time in the word of God. I've memorized big chunks of not whole books. <clears throat> I, re, I hear a little bit. I know exactly where it is and where it's going. And you know what? Now I'm trying to do the same thing in Greek because I, I love the initial concepts. And the thing is, as you start to saturate yourself, I invest a little bit and God multiplies it. Try loving your spouse. You, do you understand how powerful words are? Your kids can go a mile. I remember one of my sons confronted me a couple years ago. I don't remember when it was, but he was challenging me on something he said. And he goes, Dad, you know, if you say that, it means a lot. And it was a negative thing I said. And I was trying to motivate him. But you know how when you motivate somebody, but it's negative and it's terrible? How do you know what I'm, what I'm talking about? After you say it, you go, yeah, that was really stupid. Right? But you know, but one thing I can demonstrate for my kids when I say something stupid, it's like my repentance is, man, I'm really sorry you're right. I should, you, know, you know how you're humbling yourself, but you're, but you're not quite there yet? How many know what I'm talking about? And then all of a sudden you go, you're right, you're right, that's it. it it's God takes this little thing that you invest. I'm going to humble myself. I'm going to repent. You know, instead of going, you should repent and it was your fault. Well, you, if you would have done that, I wouldn't have said that. Instead of doing that, you go internal and you say, you're right. I need to grow. That's right. And God reverberates it. The avalanche starts. And he goes, I'm going to take humility and repentance and I'm going to hand it to your kids and their grandkids and the next grandkids. They're going to see repentance and live it. And it's going to become a legacy in your family. How many want humility to be a legacy of your family? Listen, don't you want your kids to see you take risks? Amen. How many say amen? Okay, if you really mean it, stand up and put your hands like that. Amen. There was courage right on the spot. No hesitation. How many of you are courageous people? Stand up and go like this and shake your head. Go ahead. Come on. There you go. Four courageous people. The rest of you, watch TV. Did you watch NCIS? Wasn't that a courageous program? Yeah. The way you changed that channel to number five was amazing. There you go, Ross. Do it, my man. How many want to step out and courage? About five. That's okay. That's typical of a crowd this size. About 90% of you really want to, but you won't. Because it's difficult. It's dangerous sounding. Am I coaxing you yet? Listen, spur one another on. Isn't that what it says? Listen, how many want to be courageous? Amen. (laughs) Amen. How many say amen? Amen. Amen. Boy, all right. We got like five courageous people. I'm not going to do this all night, just for about 20 minutes. How many want to step out and courage, honestly? Amen. Amen. Listen, the Bible says so much. It's productivity. You sow and then you reap. Amen. The Bible says you plant the seed, you water it. You don't know what's happening. You're just watering the thing. Here's some water. You're not like, you know, doing hocus pocus and making it grow. You're just putting some water on it. And God says, yeah, and I'll make it grow. I'll make it grow. I'll get the nutrients, all the functionality of the way life works. Just plant the seed somewhere. There are some times where you have seeds all in your pocket and you need to pull them out. You need to someone see someone next to you. You need to pour a couple seeds into their lap and say, I'm investing in you. Watch it multiply. We are made to be like this. Can you imagine if Jesus came and was just a loser? Jesus comes out, what are you doing? It's going to be in the carpenter room making some toys. Then what? Then I'm going to go watch TV. The Son of God came to watch TV. Can you imagine that? Can you imagine how sad the world would be? That we had no redemption? But God says, I'm going to redeem your life and make you whole. I'm going to restore what the locusts have devoured and eaten. I'm going to restore it and make life. You're going to see fruitfulness come from a harvest that you barely invested in. You planted some seeds. I'll make it grow. Courage. Multiply. Listen, this is so powerful. 
You know, put on the next one. Listen, fill the world. Fill the earth. We need to be people that are in the earth, not just in the church. Because there's, this isn't the church anyway, the building. We, the people, have the power in the spirit of the Lord. Be in the world. Subdue. Conquer. Overcome. Bring and keep and influence a leadership. Make a difference and make it stable. Don't just go in a place and win. Go in a place and stake the claim. And I'm talking about name and claim it. I'm talking about the things that the Lord is leading you in. Don't just say, I like a red Corvette and put it on your fridge and go, I'm naming it. I'm talking about leaving your prayer time with God and him showing you vision. You don't think God's creative? Of course he is. He is awesome. Why expect the mundane from God? Many don't expect the great things that God says, the mysteries of God's verbal language. He speaks in mysteries. And to those that don't know him, he speaks in parables. So they don't understand and don't see. To those that seek him and open-hearted, he unveils the mysteries of the secrets of the kingdom of God. Amen? How many want to multiply? Do you? Have dominion. Here we go. This is to govern, to rule. And it has to be defined. You have to go to a realm, a a sphere. God doesn't want you just to rule everything in every possible way in the ways that he has given you a sphere within the kingdom. If we're going to rule someplace, there has to be authority. So it's going to be done with the character of God, not just done like some crusade, you know, where we go in to try to conquer a people. It's, it's It's a one that is driven by the example of Jesus. Do I hear an amen? And then we need the power. Okay, and the timing. You know, sometimes God makes you wait, does he not? You know, you try to pursue something and God says, you need to hold back. Restraint, self-control, minimalization, sometimes is the power of God as well. You know what ended the first dominion? The very first dominion that God gave, just right there in Genesis one twenty-eight. What stopped it? Sin. What's our answer to that? Amen. Who said that? Amen. Get him a mic and bring him up here. <laughs> that is exactly right. Jesus ended the dominion. If you think that you're just going to be able to stop sin without God's power, you're mistaken. We need God. Christ didn't die for nothing. He didn't waste his own time. He came to bring us redemption, restoration. Let, let me just mention a few things about kingdom. Because a lot of people, in fact, yeah, no, yeah, let me just... Some people wonder about the kingdom, this dominion that we have. And I've, I hear these philosophies and it hinders people. They think that the kingdom is like, you know, the kingdom. Someday we're going to have the kingdom. And, you know, or it's a political thing. You know, when are you going to bring the kingdom power? When are we going to have, you know, our official elected in office? Listen, the kingdom is not just up there or down here. It's both. Jesus said when they're asking him, you know, are you filled with a demon? What are you doing? How, what kind of power? He says, if I drive out demons by the finger of God, then the kingdom of God has come upon you. Jesus said in Luke 17, he says, the kingdom of God, can everyone say, is within you. It's inside. It's internalized through the Holy Spirit. I love 1 Corinthians here. It says, the kingdom of God is not a matter of talk, but of power. There's something about it. It's not just talking about it. But it's walking in the power where God manifested someday. Just a couple more. Can you say, your kingdom come? This is realm. This is authority. This is dominion in the power. Lord, not just up there, but I want to see the kingdom happening here. And you might ask, yeah, but what about people die and people have sickness and their trials? Yes, but let's have kingdom power in the midst of it. Amen? Jesus was crucified. Yet he conquered sin and death in the midst of it. Did he not? God uses everything. Okay. Revelation 1.5 there at the bottom. To him who loves us and has freed us from our sins by his blood and has made us to be what? A kingdom. We are a kingdom. This is kingdom authority. Let's go back and multiply. And I want to expand on this with some supporting scriptures to the Old New Testament here. Say it with me, be fruitful and multiply. Fill the earth, subdue and have dominion. This is the call. 
Increase thoroughly, make an abundance, exceed, make greater, become numerous, be fruitful. This is the command. As the Father sent me, so I'm sending to you. Watch this in Genesis. Genesis 17, 2, we have now talking to Abraham. I'll confirm my covenant between me and you, and you will greatly increase your numbers. In fact, you know what? Kingdoms will come from you, right? Blessings to all the nations will come through you. You don't think that the gospel go and make disciples into all the earth the command had given us isn't even greater? It's the most awesome thing. Look at the next one. You know, the more they were oppressed, the more they what? Multiplied and spread. You know, it's like the Egyptians, the enemy. Let's try to stop them. Let's try to stop their productivity. Let's stop, stop their fruitfulness. And the more they did it, the madder the enemy gets. And the more the increase in the productivity gets. And you know what that became? It became freedom. And God all of a sudden says, I heard the cries of the people. I'm sending somebody. Don't you want to be that person sent in the name of Jesus? Don't you? Don't you? I hope, I hope you do. And it says, next one, the one who receives the seed that fell on good soil is the man who hears the word. He hears it and then he what? He understands it. He perceives it. He comprehends it. He internalizes it. He produces a crop yielding what? A hundred, 60, 30 times what was sown. It's a lot. Okay, make it more believable. It's 30 times. It's there. Do you want to multiply? This is the call here. The man, the next one, Matthew 25, 20, the man who received the five talents brought the other five. Master, he said, you entrusted me with five talents. Look, I gained five more. You know, it's like God gives you the two talents or the one talent and then you make two and the, and the five talents and you make five more. And then you have the one guy who goes, yeah, but I don't know if I should do anything with it. I better bury it and keep it safe and make sure, you know, I got a money market share that it's at least you know, 1% to 3%, you know, yield so that it'll be safe and I got to take care. Do you think God made you to live with that, a spirit of timidity? That P- Timothy says he didn't give us that spirit of timidity but one of of sound mind. That's why I'm a sound guy. (laughs) I'm just kidding. (laughs) Because we are adopted. We are children of God. Not a spirit of slavery, but a son of adoption. A spirit of sonship, the scripture says. This is good news, amen? Amen. You know, you, you know this. Don't mess with my kids. Amen? I walk to the store and with my kids and someone's messing with my kids. You will have the fear of God. You have no idea what a dad has capability. Dads, come on. You have no idea what in our frantic, panicked, whatever we are, some bear. You do not want me running at you with my full speed. I'll tire out because I'm not in perfect shape. But I got 30 seconds to hinder you from touching my kids. And you will regret every second. Well, let me tell you about my God and King who's bringing me a place to paradise. He's on my behalf. But the good news is he's on your side too. And he sent me to bring you good news. And that's the good news of Jesus Christ. I have gained five more. Listen, Jesus gave thanks, Matthew 14. He broke the loaves. He got it from some kid who just like, I got some food. Don't you love that? You know, here's a kid with some food. Let's turn it into a cafeteria for 5,000 people. It's, it's, you know, and not all of them became followers. Many of them fell away because they were just in it for the multiplication. We can't be in it for the multiplication. We have to be in it for the Lord. God gives us multiplication. He gave them the disciples. Disciples gave them to the people. That's how it multiplies. He gave it to him. You know, I got this gift from God. He gave me the gift of teaching and I gave it to the people. And they took that gift of teaching and they gave him their word of prophecy and did something with it. And it became leadership and it became all kinds of things. Watch the Lord multiply what you give him. Amen. And then I'll finish with this. John 15, 5. I am the vine. Can you next one there, Matt? I am the vine. You are the branches. It's not up there, but you can hear me. 
If you remain in me and I in you, you will bear much fruit. That word, again, remain, is not a struggle. You know, if you stay in me, you know, it's like the, you know, the orange. I've got to stay a part of the orange tree. No, the orange just births, the bud births, and the orange comes about. It's a natural process. The word is two Greek words that are concatenated. Hippo, menu. Hippo is just by means of. It's used all the time with words. By means of this, by means of that. This one is by means of abiding. By means of indwelling. I'll abide in you, you abide in me. That's what the cross accomplishes. I'm in him and he is in me. And we are in the Father through Christ. I dwell with him. He's my Father. Not like I am the begotten, the one and only, but a son who's been adopted. Amen? I am his. And look what he says. If you stay in me, if you have that dwelling, remember, he hasn't died and resurrected at this point. He's, he's prophesying to them. He's, you're you're going to bear much fruit. And he goes, listen, apart from me, you can't do anything. You can do nothing. And, and of course we can do something, but it won't matter. Why not be connected to God? Let him lead you in your life. Let him steer it. How many say amen? Apart from me, you can't do anything. <sighs> do you want trust? Do you want to have the right attitude? Not a made-up attitude where you're pretending like you're positive. But one that comes from God. I can do all things through him who gives me strength. Do you want to have courage where you step out even though the situation looks dangerous? You got to stare fear in the face and you just got to take a step. And God says, wherever you step, trust me, Joshua, wherever you intentionally go, I will give you that land. It'll be yours. You want to see victory over the sin that you're struggling with? Face it, challenge it, move it there, commit it to God and watch him deal with it. You know, you're struggling. I don't know how to think right about stuff. Deal with it. Don't deny it. Just be honest with God. We, you don't have to come into our church to pretend like you've got it all together and put your you know, best Sunday clothes on. You could put on nice clothes. A lot of kids nice clothes. But I'm just saying that's not it. Come as you are. And come to God and allow him to let him not just clean you up in a religious way. Let him make you who you're meant to be. Trust, attitude, courage, multiplication, dominion. Fill the earth. Be fruitful. Multiply. Why don't you close your eyes? We'll conclude with this. Father, I thank you for your word. It is truth. It is life. Lord, it is a privilege to stand here and proclaim your goodness. It is an amazing privilege. Lord, I do it with a healthy fear. um, because Not because I'm afraid you're going to crush me. But I respect your truth. That it's right. And Lord, on one end, I don't want to lead people into making up what they need to be courageous about. Um, I, I need them to hear your voice and to know you so that they can follow through with courage that is driven by kingdom power. Lord, would you empower the people? I cannot look to the people and expect them to do what only you can do. So I put my hands forward, Lord, just as a sign of faith, not that there's power within me that's inherent in me. It's not intrinsic to me. It's intrinsic to you. I I lay my hands out to them to say, Lord, empower. Give them eyes to see and ears to hear that they were made for production. Lord, that you'd prepare them in advance for good works that they would do. That'll blow away the world. That'll save it. Lord, that there's healing meant to their family where they have despair that they can't change and make the marriage better. They can't make this and that better. Lord, give them the boldness, Lord, to understand that this is your will for them. Thankfulness, power, everlasting, enduring love, goodness, life, joy, peace, kindness, self-control, Lord, perseverance, all the things that you give us, multiplication, And I give you a chance to respond. If multiplication, you're crying out for it. You've been crying out for it. Would you just stand up to God and just say, Lord, I'm here. I'm in. I want to be a part of it. All around this room, whoever you are, you hear it and you say, Lord, I've been called to multiply. Stand up where you are. I'm standing up, not because I already was, but I'm standing up in response to my own message. That's not mine. Father, we stand up all around this room. 
and we come to you by faith. All of our base camp leaders come up too, by the way. This is a practical way of applying multiplication is get into strong, good, biblical, non-religious discipleship. Connect to one of these at the end to say you want to participate and grow and take a step of faith. Father, we come before you. We just lift up. The Bible says, men of God, women of God, all over. Lift up holy hands. We know that our own hands aren't perfectly clean, but we know that they're holy in Christ. So we lift up holy hands to say, Lord, transform our souls. Help us to be people of fruitfulness, multiplication. We surrender the sin and death in our lives and ask you to bring wholeness and healing and power, reproduction. Would you just ask the Lord in your own words right now? Just speak it to him. It's important that you say it. Say it to God. It's okay. Just say it. Whisper it to God in your own words, your own heart. Invite him into whatever situation you're facing now. Say, Lord, give me fruitfulness in this area. Give me multiplication. Help me to proliferate. Father, we ask for the increase. We ask for your power. We open our hearts and ask you to transform you in Jesus' name. Go ahead and put your hands down, but keep your eyes closed. If you've never put your faith in Christ before, you've had your faith in yourself before, you've been despondent to religion, who cares? God's not about religion. But you, but you have your hope open to God. And you know you're a sinner. I don't have to prove it to you by giving you a list of stuff. You know it. It's self-evident. You look in the mirror and you know you fall short, not only of your own expectations, but if you imagine a holiness, you know you fall short of it. You don't need to be condemned, but you do need to admit it to say, I'm a sinner. And then you say, God, I want you to save me. That's what that word salvation is. It's not a religious word. It's just God saying, I want to rescue you. I want to make you whole. I want to restore you. If that's you, And I say to you, Jesus Christ died to pay for your sins so that you can be forgiven and restored. If that's you and you want that, you sense in your own heart that God's working in your heart right now. He's stirring it up. It's not just me carefully convincing you. You sense the Lord's spirit in here. That's you. Just raise your hand. Look up at me. I want to agree with you in prayer. Amen. 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 I see you around here. This one over here. Anyone else that I can pray with? Amen. Anyone here? Okay, amen. Father, I thank you for these. Can you guys say all together, but specifically to those that just raise your hand, say, I put my faith in Jesus. He died for my sins. Thank you. I'm forgiven. I can't earn this. It's by grace. I accept the grace. Lord, give me the freedom now. Live in me. Fill me with your holy presence. And teach me to walk in your ways. Not by my power. And that doesn't work well. But by your power. In Jesus' name. How many say amen?